0: to the first episode of Beneath the Normal. I'm your host, Dia Tucker. I will be discussing a very popular apparently event in the paranormal world. I learned about it recently while reading a free ebook on paranormal events and I will link those in the show notes I guess. As well as the other books that are mentioned in this story even though you may have already read them and you can get in touch with me with your opinions on the books if you have. If I can increase my paranormal book collection, I may include a book review segment in this show, but that's if there's interest. Uh, But today we will be recounting the events of great Amherst mystery, even though you will probably be way more familiar with this than I am. But it caught my attention at the end because of a particular event in this series, and it it, it didn't make me laugh, and I like, oh, that funny that it happened to him, but it's um, like it, there's some suspicion on, on it, even for me personally. Even though I know it can happen and people's experiences are their own and who am I to say they didn't actually experience it? But sometimes when I read, it, especially old historical accounts where you can't physically go to a survivor and talk to them, and you'll see the body language and all that. When they start saying, like, oh yeah, they definitely, like, got something thrown at them across the room and, like, there's no way they could have been connected. But, you know, it threw some doubt on it. But it made it interesting, which I hope to focus on as much as events that I do believe have more paranormal truth to them, I guess. Like if uh, you know there's some reasonable doubt there but the story entertains you on the way <laughs> you know that is those stories are just as likely to end up on this podcast as anything else and if you like to submit your own experiences or stories that you would like to see me talk about you can email me at deartucker at com. that will be in the share description as well and if you like this podcast or this episode and you can leave a review I would really appreciate that and sh- share if you know anyone else who just wants to hear about the story again or who just wants another paranormal podcast to listen to. With all of that out of the way we will go right into the Great Ampest Mystery. Disclaimer, these events briefly detail violent events and are not meant for children. This is a brief summary of the events that took place in Amherst, Nova Scotia, and Canada that began at the end of August 1878, according to Walter Hubble's account. Walter, an actor, wrote a diary that was later turned into a popular book that can still be read. I found it on Google Books and used it as a reference for some but not all of the information in this episode. It follows Esther Cox, who lived with her sister Olive T. Hubble's telling of events say the paranormal activity didn't start until Esther turned 18, after a sexual assault by a male acquaintance. This is when she began hearing noises at night, including rustling, banging, and knocks. She also suffered through seizures, which resulted in swelling, while making her feverish, chilled, and feverish again. Of course, her family was frightened and called a doctor who was present to hear scratching noises in her room, as well as being present to see her sheets moving and seeing threatening words appear at the end of her bed, which read, Esther Cox, you are mine to kill. Because of these events, the doctor prescribed sedatives, but the noises and objects that had been thrown previously continued as these manifestations of... The spirits continued, Esther became well-known locally and people, including clergy, came to witness the poltergeist activity, which happened despite close observation to ensure Esther wasn't causing the phenomenon herself. This went on until she caught an infection that resulted in another fevered episode where there was no activity until she returned that summer from Sackville, New Brunswick, where she'd been recovering in another sister's home. This is when ghosts began to escalate its death. Now the fires were being set with the entire house being promised to grow up in flames if Esther didn't leave. In January of 1879, she moved in with another local family but couldn't avoid the ghosts. More phenomena was observed and conversations were held through tappings, a well-known method used by spiritualists to communicate with the ghosts. At this point, however, Esther was beginning to face hostilities as her neighbors believed she had been responsible for it all, though she is herself was attacked frequently, at one point being stabbed in the back. Multiple spirits were associated with Esther, but only Bob Nickel, an elderly shoemaker, who was considered to be a spiritual ringleader by Walter, and Maggie Fisher, a 21-year-old woman who had gone to school at the same time as Esther, though Esther said she didn't know her while she was alive, had been identified by the time she met Walter Hubble. Peter Cox, Mary Fisher, and other spirits would be identified by him later. Esther had been visiting St. John, New Brunswick to be studied by an unidentified man interested in science. Soon after her return, the ghost activity started up again. The publicity is what drew the attention of Walter, and due to his own interest in science, he agreed to investigate. He believed his knowledge of the tricks would help him to expose Esther if she were fraudulent. His account tells of seeing all activities that had been previously associated with this haunting, but now included frequently seeing handprints appearing on Esther's skin as if she'd been slapped. Since she was often in full sight, Walter concluded that she couldn't be connected to the attacks. He tried to take Esther on a speaking tour, but was met by hostility since others believed that a girl shouldn't be exhibited in such a way, especially not one they felt was sick and should be hidden away. This coming from an article that was published in a Presbyterian newspaper at the time. And this particular article asks that authorities step in to stop the tour. But when they weren't turned away, their talks were met by hostility or heckling. And one instance led to a man named Mr. White, who had been the the head of the family, as they stayed with previously, being attacked. And a mob following them from the theater back to where they, to the hotel they checked in at. Even though I don't, sorry that's not the proper term, I guess, hotel wouldn't have been used back then. I apologize. But back to the story. For all their safety, the tour was canceled and they returned to Amherst. Once back home, Esther tried working for a man named Arthur Davison. Things quickly turned against her when his barn burned down and he accused her of arson. Esther was given a 4 month sentence after serving only one she was released and gradually the hauntings died down until they stopped altogether. At which point, Esther's life took a more mundane turn finally. She was able to marry twice, having a single son to each husband on November 8, 1912, in Brockton, Massachusetts, where she moved with her second husband. Exeter Cox died at the age of 52. Walter Hubble wasn't the only person to review these events. Harry Ward Carrington published Personal Experiences and Spiritualism in 1907. That included statements from surviving witnesses. Another researcher named Dr. Walter F. Prince made the case in a critical study of the Great Amherst Mystery that Esther Cox may have been in a dissociative state. This would mean that she didn't have deliberate intentions to mislead Cluster and others, but the events weren't supernatural. In more recent history, the former curator of the Cumberland County Museum, Lori Glenn Norris, Published "Haunted Girl" Esther Cox and the Great Amherst Mystery in 2012. In 2015, the book rights were bought by director and screenwriter Lisa Con I'm again. I'm sorry if any of these names were butchered beyond recognition. As far as I could tell, I'm trying to look up the movie. It has not been made or. It may have gone straight to DVD. If you know otherwise, please let me know. I can do an update about this on social media with any of the relevant information that you feel was missed in this episode. Because the Wikipedia article, not very in-depth, I don't feel. I did have to go through and read the great Hitch mystery by <laughs> Walter To get some of the other information that was in this. But if you have more more sources that you would like me to look at in the future, I may even revisit this or look at those sources in the future for another story that you want me to take a look at. I hope you enjoyed this telling of the Great Amherst Mystery. Hello and welcome to the Message from a cryptid segment. I do not, at the time of the recording, have the cryptid theme oracle card that I plan on using for this segment. I'm recording this on August 24th. They are not supposed to come until the 29th at the latest. So I'm using a tarot card for this. If you missed the trailer episode or the trailer video, if you saw those promotions, this is not meant as a specific message to anyone one person. This is not meant as a predictive reading. This is just a fun way I thought of to include my other interest, which is terror, into these podcast episodes. So if you don't have any particular interest in tarot and you don't, want to stick around for this message, there will be no hard feelings. Turn it off. If you enjoy the episodes otherwise, leave a review if you can. I know you can't do that on Spotify, but you can always tag me on social media, let people know about me, and just give you a review. Give you a review that way. I'm sorry, this part of the episodes are not scripted. Just the... Parts about the story that way I don't forget any facts that I wanted to bring up. But into the message, the card that came out is the Ten of Pentacles. Now considering, <laughs> you know how much support Esther got during that story is very, very surprising. Roots that her family did not try to stick her in a convent a convent convent that's the one with the nines right <laughs> then try to, like stick her in a church somewhere or an asylum and just be done with it and completely move on and the 10 of pentacles is like the perfect home situation everything is stable as far as your relationship with people, you know that they're gonna be there for you, you they know that you're gonna be there for them. And this is just something that is we can fall out of because we can get caught up in very petty arguments. I'm sorry if you heard that my phone fell over. But um this is is just uh Reminder, I guess, more than anything. Like, to still let people know that you're there, even if y'all are not speaking too much because of an issue that may have come up. That that may just need to pass. And everyone just needs to let the feelings settle down before you can have a discussion. That's fine. But don't let something there's not like just something that you have a hard moral stance against, don't let that come between a relationship that has been working well they are not doing anything to try to sabotage you you are not doing, you know, this is not a unhealthy relationship protect that and hopefully you might have such a tight family connection as the one we are believed or supposed to believe existed in this family that that you know they will not turn away from her they would not kick her out despite of objects like needles and knives being flung at people like just you know you don't want that extreme situation or you know to test your relationship with people but it was like can it would be very nice to have that. Everybody just wants a place that they can exist. And that is where I'm going to leave it. Because there's only one card, I'm not going to go on and on. Even though I can't promise every episode is going to be less than, or less every part is going to be less than five minutes. But we can aim for it. I hope you enjoyed this, and I will see you in next week's video. In the video. Episode. Thank you for making it to the end of my first episode. I hope you enjoyed Beneath the Normal and my retelling of the Great Amherst Mystery and the events that took place during that year. Now, if again, if you want to contact me on social media, my username on Twitter is Beneath the Normal and again D A instead of the like T H E. You can also email me at datucket at gmail.com dot to submit your own experiences to maybe tell me about some stories that aren't so popular, that aren't so well covered, and maybe have more information available online or I don't know that doesn't make any sense I'm sorry this part of the podcast is not written out um but any local stuff that has been covered at least enough to have one or two other sources that I can go to to talk about it I would be fine covering those because that is part of why I started this podcast is to learn about people. normal events that have happened everywhere not just in America not just the top 10 or top 15 that everyone usually covers even though I don't have a problem covering those as well because they last for they last for a reason but I'm going to end this podcast here podcast episode here. That is what I meant. I'm not ending the podcast after one episode. I hope you enjoyed this, and I will see you next weekend. Bye. Get ready for next week's spooks.